We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, the lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. Thank you to everyone for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to our subscribers on the YouTube channel at CFP Nation. We're cranking out one show a week all through the offseason. Shout out, of course, to Irish Breakdown, the sponsor of our podcast and your source, for the best Notre Dame football information on the internet, on the Twitter sphere, the podcast sphere, any sort of sphere, uh, Irish Breakdown is the place to go. Uh, Bill, we are deep, deep into the offseason here. And uh, before we get into our bowl predictions extravaganza, all right, I want to check in on what's going on outside of Columbus, Ohio. I know it's the middle of the summer, so all of your kids' activities in terms of sports and everything, you just take a big vacation in the summer, right? There's no activities? No, we, we were out. Hey, I got the shirt on. I'm going to plug these guys. The 256ers won their first lacrosse travel championship over this, the weekend. It was oh, awesome. Oh, boy. Uh, I got to shout out Lincoln Sparling. He does read our content, by the way. He had the game-winning <laughs> goal in overtime. Um it was awesome, man, watching the the sixth grade boys do that. And then Bella's softball team wrapped up their season. I've got to get the video, but we hit into a triple play. They triple played us <laughs> in a third and fourth grade softball level, which was equal parts base coaching and incredible play by the girl that made the catch. And an unins- I think it was an unassisted triple play. So, were you one of the base coaches? That's the big question. No, I'm the pitcher. So I threw my two base. No, the two base coaches are fine. These are girls. It was it was fun though. So she wrapped up softball, and then my son has another lacrosse tournament. Um, and in between, you know, those dads when we're not talking about our kids playing lacrosse, they're definitely. I think they're super excited about the upcoming college football season. So, uh, and they'll be more excited when they see. Uh, Ohio State in the uh, the playoff, as as we'll get into in these bull projections. No spoilers, Bill. No spoilers. Uh, that's a bad one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before uh, we get for you can you can follow Bill Bender at Bill Bender ninety two on Twitter. You can follow me at Bill Trochi on Twitter. That's T R O C C H I. Bill Alabama won the national championship in ninety two. Is that the ninety two that is attached to your Twitter handle? No, I it's Reggie White's number and my number. More importantly, that's my high school number. So, uh, oh, more importantly, all right. Yeah, uh, well, I wore it because of Reggie. So I was a receiver that wore ninety two and. So I always tell people, people assume that I graduated in high school in 92. That would make me six years older than I am. I'm, I don't look, I don't look 50. I mean, come on, man. Like, let's go. I, I got a couple more years before I get to that level. You, your resting face might make you look 50. Just remember <laughs> that. We got a couple of resting face comments on our YouTube uh, channel oh, from last year's, last week's episode. Oh, dear. I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are, we keep continue the countdown nine weeks. From week zero, uh, we're going to shift our attention forward to about 15 weeks after week zero uh, and focus on collection, uh, college football selection show, uh, selection Sunday. We're going to break down your bowl projections, which are live at SportingNews.com as we speak. How difficult or easy is this exercise every year? You do it in the summertime. You look at all it, the number varies, roughly 40 bowl matchups you do it in the summertime how difficult is it well everybody not everybody does it you know 24 7 has these and brett mcmurphy's kind of the king of these and you know i've been doing them since the first year of the playoff i've been doing them for sporting news i went back and looked because i like accountability and i found out i of the 36 possible playoff teams i've gotten 19 right and then of the 18 championship game of participants they've got 10 of the 18 right so you might say well, it can't be that hard to pick Alabama and Clemson every year. Or, you know, I mentioned Ohio State, which we'll get into in a minute. But you can pick those teams every year, but you might not get the championship game right. I, the, what I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil Ohio State a little bit because I've picked them to go to the playoff nine times in ten years. <laughs> and the year I didn't pick them, 
they won the national championship. There so, you go. <laughs> so I, I mean, it's obviously not a perfect science, but, and, and again, I've picked these for now 10 years and I've only picked 12 teams to go to the playoff, which is, you know, like you were talking about before we came on, it's, it's the way the sport is. And the other funny thing is I've picked Alabama, Ohio state, Clemson and Oklahoma the most. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go double check this. I'm pretty sure that combination of four has never gone to the playoff in the same season, even though they have the most playoff appearances among them. So you, that you went and looked at your playoff picks for the last 10 years. Okay. I unbeknownst to you looked at your summer bowl projections from last year and then checked them and see how you fared. Um, and so you had one matchup, 100% correct, and that was a big one, Georgia-Ohio State. In the uh, CFP semifinals, wasn't the right bowl game. You had them out in the Fiesta Bowl instead of the Peach Bowl. But you still had Georgia and Ohio State. You had seven of the 12 teams correct in the New, York, New Year's Six. Uh, so batting over 50% there. And you had nine teams in the correct bowl. Uh, not on the slate. Yeah. Nine, like you out of Miami, 40. Ohio in the Bahamas bowl. Correctly. <laughs> you had nice. Cincinnati in the Fenway bowl. You had Washington state in the uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Los Angeles bowl, Florida, at Las Vegas bowl, Marshall, at the Myrtle beach bowl, San Diego state going West to Hawaii. And then uh, NC state, the Duke Mayo bowl. And then uh, two biggies in New York six. You had USC in the cotton bowl and you had Utah in the Rose bowl. So, yeah. Not bad. Nine. Uh, that was last year. Nine for however many. Uh, however 80, many 80 some. That's <laughs> I mean, it's they're not easy. It's, it's not tell, easy at all. No, I, I tell people. So once you do them the first time, it really becomes I don't treat it like I've got to get these right. I treat it more like it's kind of like if you were reading how stocks are doing during the season. When we do these during the season, it's kind of like, well, if I'm projecting forward, this is what I think the matchup's going to be, but it's also reflective of record. So like, I, that's cool. We got USC and Utah right last year. I mean, but I would probably say during the season, I probably had it reversed. I probably had USC winning and Utah finishing second to them. Once we got into the each week we do, them. I'm always amazed at people, how they overreact to these and how, you know, they get fired up. People get about, being projected not to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl, for example, so uh, or the Pop-Tarts Bowl this year. But I, <laughs> I've enjoyed doing this. I got my spreadsheet. I've been doing it for, I think, like I said, 10 years now. So there's a lot of trial and error. But at the end of the day, those, those 10 to 12 schools typically get there in the end. All right. So Trochi Trivia, before we kick it off, Trochi Trivia, you love bowls, Bill. It's, this is a bowl-themed question. You've been nailing them all off season, So I, I still think you're, you're going to do well. You love all the bowls. You don't want to cut any bowls. If there were 150 bowls, you'd be all over the 150 bowls. So uh, we're going to flash back to last bowl season. Can you name the highest scoring bowl? Two teams combined score. What was the highest scoring bowl? And then there was actually a tie for the second highest scoring bowl. So uh, see if you can name those two games. So I'm looking for three games. The highest one, and then there was a tie for second for the second highest combined score of both teams. So you think about that as we go through the show. We'll give the, sh we'll give the answer at the end of the show. Um, 
So let's get right into it. Like we said, on SportingNews.com, your bowl projections are live. We'll start right at the top, the CFP semifinals of the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. You've got Michigan, USC, an old Rose Bowl favorite. You've got Georgia, Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl, a little bit of a rematch from last year's Peach Bowl. How did you get to these these matchups? Well, I I think Michigan and Ohio State are both going to be 11-0 and again when they play. I know there's a ton of hype around Penn State. That's the first school I got pushed back about. We'll talk about them in a little bit, but – if Michigan and Ohio State go 11-0 and again, and if it's a close game again, I think the same scenario is going to unfold. I think Michigan wins a close one in Ann Arbor, at least for now. And I, oh, I, again, that's one that I, the opinion could flip as we get into the season. And then I think Ohio State will get into the playoff. And that seems more likely to me than Alabama getting out of the West without a bruise or two with their schedule and their uncertain quarterback situation with Georgia, who's an absolute monster. So those three are good. So when you get to that point, it's like, okay, now who am I picking? Am I going to pick Florida State or Clemson or USC? And we had talked last week on our exercise. Remember, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, so to speak, (laughs) because I said if I was betting on the next Pac-12 school to make the playoff, I said USC. So it's got to be this season. So it's got to be now. And, And you come up with Two really good matchups that people will watch. Full circle, too, because in this final year of the fourth team playoff, I was actually fortunate enough to cover the first one when Florida State played Oregon in the Rose Bowl. And I'm glad that they're at the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl because, I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat Michigan and USC in the Rose Bowl. And you can't beat a rematch of the two most talented teams as far as, like, day one NFL talent in the country probably this year, with Mm -hmm. Alabama being right there with them. But – that, that was kind of my selection show process in my head, so to speak. Okay, so you got basically Ohio State as the four seed, Georgia as the one seed, and then you like Georgia going undefeated to, to be number one, and then Michigan at two, and, and USC presumably at three, right? Right, and I guess if USC lost, we would have this discussion of should we have an Ohio State-Michigan semifinal, the same one we had last year where I say all the time, if they can avoid that, they're going to, so they can tease the possibility of a Ohio State-Michigan championship game, which might be this year might be the best chance to have it. So it, it, it really is. But when you're stacking up our top four, I still think, okay, the obvious thing here, and he was in the news this week, is Saban and Alabama. I mean, they're my next choice. They're like the first alternate. So <laughs> it, it absolutely enough talent. And also I picked them to the playoff eight years. So this is the first year in a long time where we haven't put Alabama in the college football playoffs. So, yeah, let's move on to the new year. Six predictions. Uh, what's your favorite matchup as you, as you went through these? So I will reveal you've got Alabama Clemson who played for what? Four national championships. Three, three and then a semi three and a semifinal. Uh, this would be Alabama Clemson five as far as the New Year's six goes in the Peach Bowl, which I would be there. So that would be a fun one. Um, Orange Bowl, Penn State, Florida State. The old rematch of Joe Paterno, Bobby Bowden when they were both about 95 years old. Uh, Cotton Bowl Classic would be LSU, Texas. Fun one. And Fiesta Bowl, UTSA, your group of five pick against Washington out of the Pac-12. What game, if those took place, which one would you be most looking forward to watching? Probably LSU-Texas. 
um, or Penn State, Florida, because that's the clump of teams that is Florida out- State. Penn State, Florida State. Penn State, Florida State. What yeah. did I say? Florida. Well, yeah, no, if it was Florida, that would be a surprise. Um, <laughs> I think I have them in the Las Vegas Bowl or something. Um, so Penn State, Florida State, LSU, Texas, because the, that's the clump of teams that I think is most likely to one of those four maybe push into the playoff to begin with. So Florida State was a team I strongly considered to put ahead of USC but they play LSU first and they've got to beat Clemson. And those are tough tests. Penn state. I mean, I know you're pretty high on them. I still got to see them beat Ohio state before I can take that next step. So LSU, obviously with Jaden Daniels and a really good team. If I was given the choice of one of those games, I'd probably go LSU, Texas, because if Texas is in this spot, it means they had a really good year. They've got a ton of points, a teaser to them coming to the sec. The last time they played, it was a 45, 38 game. So, you know, when Texas plays an SEC team in a bowl game, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, that that's my choice too. That one jumped off the off the off the screen, no doubt. Uh, like you said, a precursor to the SEC thing. If they might as well jump in the SEC right then and there, right. uh, in in Dallas, be fun, classic uh, Cotton Bowl classic, uh, in a great stadium and everything like that. That one totally jumped out. That's one that would be really really fun. I saw your UTSA pick. I was thinking about other group of fives. Like, you know, I think Tulane's going to be pretty good. Um, I wasn't – there was somebody else I was thinking about, group of five. Like, who else did you consider group of five-wise? Tulane, yeah. Coastal, because it's kind of the Grayson McCall last dance. That'd be a cool thing if they broke through. Um, would, yeah. uh, the Max only had one team – break through as much Mac football as I watch and love, uh, you know, other than the one year with Western Michigan, you've got to go undefeated to get out of the Mac. And, you know, with the, the UTSA is interesting to me. You've got a seventh year quarterback, which makes you kind of do a double take when you're doing <laughs> the research. Um, and a, a really good one at that. Frank Harris, it'd be a really cool stage for him. The road runners, um, you know, between Michael Penix and, and Frank Harris, those are two of the, nation's leaders in total offense i think that would be an up and down game that would be a lot of fun and uh again washington another team in our new year's day six that a lot of people i bet if i compiled a list of all the sites doing these bull projections that they'll be in a few that have that they'll have a few that will have them in the playoff you know what would be funny is if san diego state <laughs> right <laughs> Got in there right before they go in the pack. They, I mean, the Pac-12, or we think they're going to the Pac-12. The um, basketball team makes a national championship game in basketball. Football team sneaks into the New Year's Six. Like that would be just. They would be like, "Hey, we're ready. We're ready. No doubt about it." Right. Um, so, all right, let's go down to some of your other. You know, your non non New Year's Six, non semifinals, two or three that you had. You came up with. You looked at like the bowl tie-ins and everything like that, and how they project. What would be kind of fun if uh, if you hit it on the nose? Uh, Illinois Pitt in the Pinstripe Bowl because okay. you have Brett and Pat on the same field, and those are sideline interviews worth listening to uh, between <laughs> those two. Uh, kind of a hard nose, you know. That would be a fun old school kind of big, you know, Midwest type matchup. I thought Texas Tech, who a lot of people, Brett McMurphy has them in the college football or not in the playoff, but I think he has them in the New Year's Day six as the big 12 representative. So he's very high on them. I have them playing North Carolina. So 
between Tyler Shaw and uh, Drake May, two quarterbacks that are going to get a lot of NFL attention. I think that's one that the NFL scouts would be interested in. And of course, I put my alma mater, Ohio. Here's a churchy trivia for you. What it, what do Ohio and Marshall play for? What is that game labeled? Goodness, sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> it's the battle for the bell and okay. uh, an old Mac rivalry when Marshall was there and, you know, Appalachia and all that kind of state stuff with Ohio and Marshall. I'd be into that. I'd probably be fired up for that one, honestly. Um, yeah. So those were a couple that I, you know, and I do have a sense of humor when I do these, whenever I can, I try to make a matchup that has like that little bit of hint of drama. I think people would be fired up about Wisconsin and Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. That would be a really good game. Really big. If Wisconsin's there with Luke Fickle, a huge game, honestly, uh, I'd show what they would have done in year one. Two fan bases that travel like crazy. Yeah, that would be that would be quite the interesting matchup. I have an idea when I looked at your list, immediately jumped off the page. We'd have to change the dates, uh, maybe move it to Indianapolis. And I want to have a back-to-back bowl game afternoon between the Las Vegas Bowl and the Gator Bowl so that Michigan State would play UCLA in the year Las Vegas Bowl and Kentucky plays Duke in the Gator Bowl and rename it Champions Classic 2. Yeah. yeah. Mike DeCourcy could be the uh, guy who flips the, uh, you know, flips the coin, uh, the honorary uh, grand marshal of the Champions Classic 2, right, from the college basketball side. Uh, if they're playing back-to-back bowl games and uh, – and maybe Riley Leonard from Duke can pull a Christian Leitner and throw a Hail Mary on the last play of the game to beat Kentucky. I remember, was it last year, Kentucky, I believe they had a huge basketball game the same day as their bowl game. Because I remember talking to Matthew Lawrence in, in Lexington Radio about this. And it's like, <laughs> which one are you really watching? Kentucky and Iowa. I think Kentucky's basketball team was playing, oh, Kansas or something. Somebody like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those matchups always attract a lot of attention. Kentucky Duke would be interesting because it would mean Riley Leonard had a big season. They got to that point, and Kentucky with Devin Leary, that would be another one that, yes, I would watch. And yes, those fan bases would care more if it was a basketball game, but that doesn't kind of take <laughs> away what they've both been able to do on the football field. No doubt. Oklahoma, Florida would be a fun one too before Oklahoma joins the SEC, and that comes becomes a semi-annual or possibly an annual uh, event uh, that would be you've got them in the texas bowl as uh two schools below punching below their weight for now on the football field um sure. but when they're uh when they are co-sec league you know sweet mates there um that's going to be a fun rivalry it could develop that's one of the rivalries people are kind of looking forward to kind of an underrated one that, that that's going to take place oh yeah and that's you know again part of doing these and, and you mentioned oklahoma as well i didn't even think about that till you said it oh yeah they're, they're going to go try to get a rivalry going with florida as well um again having a sense of humor and just enjoying the process of doing them trying to get all the tie-ins right i know um it's hard. It's just hard to like, at, you know, you might miss one here that you got to go back and correct because you're like, Oh yeah, the, the big 10 won't play in this one for every third year or something. So, but they are pretty accurate. They're pretty fun. And, um, and like you said, there, there's some good trends in here. So you got, you had, there's 11 new power five coaches we're keeping an eye on mm-hmm. and uh, you've got eight of them going to bowl games uh, uh, some of them are notable in terms of, uh, you know, I think we expect Hugh Freeze of Auburn to get into a bowl game. Obviously, Luke Fickle is going to be bowl bound. 
uh, Jeff Brom, Louisville, I would think. Uh, not much problem. Some of the notable ones to me, Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State uh, has taken over a program sort of in disarray, and he cleaned house. Not quite as much as Dion, but he cleaned house. Brent Key, Georgia Tech, getting him back, getting them back to, to 500. That would be interesting. And Matt Rule from Nebraska, getting him into the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Nebraska's first bowl since 2016. Is that possible? It is possible. Nebraska has not been to a bowl in 2016. You say the bowl drought ends this year. That's crazy. And and I that would attract the most attention of all those coaches that you mentioned. Um and who do I who do I have them playing? Uh, NC State, NC State, Nebraska. A lot of red in that stadium then, but uh, that they will, they will. That would be a win for Matt Rule to get yeah. to a bowl game and a huge win, honestly. Um, I think you're right about Hugh Freeze. They typically can scratch out six or seven the way that Auburn does. It's super un, 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 unpredictable. We talked a little bit about Jeff Brom and Louisville last week and how I'm pretty high on them. I'm really high on Dillingham, but that's a a part of the tough choices you have to make. So by putting Kenny Dillingham and Arizona state in the bowl game, I left Arizona out Mm. and Arizona was five and seven and has a good quarterback and was right on the edge of being in the postseason. So that's one I'm I'm trying to think the first big 10 team I had out was either, you know, I guess Northwestern kind of, Um, but you, you know, Ryan Walters and Purdue left in, you know, barely let, barely, barely made it in. So it, it's one of those things where you have to make some tough decisions when you make these bull things. And, um, you know, we'll see how some of these first year coaches do. No bull for Dion. Also a tough decision because I know <laughs> that would get us a hundred more clicks if I put Dion in there and a couple more retweets. <laughs> Cause all right, look, Colorado's in the Vegas bowl or the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. Um, but no, I, I, maybe they will. Like I said, we've talked yeah. about this. Six their wins would, their, their six, schedule is so hard. So early, the front six, loading, six wins would be huge for them. Yeah, absolutely huge for them. I can't imagine them going from one and 11 to six and six. I just can't picture it. Um, especially like with some of their non-conference games, Nebraska and TCU, they can't just start off four and oh, right. you know what I mean? And then get two more in the big 12 or in the pack 12. So I don't, I don't see that happening for Dion this year. So, um, all right. Well, Trochi trivia answer. All right. Last bowl season. What was the highest scoring bowl? And then what were the two bowls that tied for second as the highest scoring bowls? I'm blanking on one. I think one, I think the highest scoring bowl was Kansas and Arkansas. You are correct. That was a fun game that I watched pretty much cover to cover because of how absurd it was, especially at the end. Um, triple overtime. Do you know, remember what bowl it was? Liberty bowl, Liberty bowl. And yes, Memphis, correct. Arkansas 55, Kansas 53, triple overtime. And wow, the, two schools, the, triple, the two schools met in the NCAA tournament, uh, later in the spring. And, uh, they did exceed, uh, the football score as far as points, but, uh, I wasn't sure they were going to after 108 points in the football game. There was a grown man in a hog costume at that game. I do remember that. So, um, two, one of them is Michigan TCU, right? It's got to be. 96 um, points? Or is there was there a game with more? Let me double check. Let me double check my answer. Um, I think, actually, you might be right. 
skipped over that semifinal. You know why? Because you, you I don't know. You you picked TCU to win the game. That's, that's <laughs> sounds like TCU. your problem. You're the one I that did picked, pick TCU. You're the, the guy game. that picked TCU to win. I know. So I know. what was the what was third? Now I'm genuinely curious if that's the actual right the answer. other semifinal. How about that? So that was tied with another game. Yes. So the other semifinal was Georgia 42, Ohio State 41, 83 points. Peach Bowl. And then there was one other 83 point game. It's not too obscure. I'm sure you watched it. Took care, you know. That's one I'm blanking on. I'm like really thinking. Uh, Notre Dame, South Carolina. Very, very good. It took a minute, but I knew that. What, what was the final score of that? Gator one? Bowl, Notre Dame, 45, South Carolina, 38. There was wow. 83 points in that one as well. So, so bowl games are fun. Those were fun. all. You know how I feel about high-scoring bowl games because I you gotta have some defense in there. But all four of those games were fun on oh, yeah. different levels. I would say you gotta have a handful of those. But uh, certainly, yeah, Michigan. I couldn't forget Michigan TCU in that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so fumble on my part, off-season, off-season gaff. But uh, that's it. So yeah, I encourage everybody to go to SportingNews.com. Check out Bill's bowl matchups. They're fun. Some of them are gonna be right. Uh, a lot of the playoff teams, he's been over 50% for 10 years in a row. So uh, if your team is in there, you got a better than 50% chance of making the playoff. Check out the other matchups. It's going to be fun. Another week is in the books. Next time we reconvene, it will be eight weeks till week zero. Um, and we will be able to start uh, breaking down some of the matchups in week one. That's only a few weeks away, probably. So uh, thanks once again, everyone, for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.